the Senate voted for a rather extreme version of abortion. It didn't go well, and people are trying to figure out why they did it. Lori Lightfoot is ready to go to war over abortion, but no one is sure what she's going to be fighting with since they've got real heavy gun control. And Madonna hasn't accepted that she's just not hot anymore. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay. So the Democrats are really going in on this abortion thing, and I, I they've decided for some reason that this is the platform that they want to run on. But not only do they want to run on it, they want to run on like the most extreme version of this, something that Democrats never really defended and never really pushed. Now they are pushing it. Chuck Schumer decided to put a radical abortion bill to the uh, to the Senate floor for a vote, a Democrat-sponsored bill um, that actually passed through Congress back in um, uh, the House, excuse me, back in September, but was but never really got any traction in the Senate because no one was going to vote for it. Well, on Wednesday they did vote on it. Now this bill was extreme it is they want to be able people want to be able to abort babies at nine months while the baby is ready to come out it's still allowed to vote it's still allowed uh, the bill would allow abortion well it lost out 51 to 49 uh the bill was again called the Women's Health Protection Act, passed in September, I think I said October, but it passed in September in the House. Uh, this has nothing with the codific- codification of Roe versus Wade. As a matter of fact, this law goes way beyond the extremes of Roe versus Wade. Not one Republican voted for it, and Democrat Joe Manchin actually voted against it. Surprisingly, Kirsten Cinema actually voted for the bill. Now, here's some things that I, I just, I, I'm not getting about it. I'm not exactly sure what this was supposed to accomplish. They already knew there was no way this bill was going to get through with the filibuster, but they didn't even need the filibuster for this one. It didn't even get 50 votes. And it is an extremely radical bill. A bill so radical that 80% of Americans would not have supported this. Believe it or not, most people do not support abortion. In the They support it in the first trimester, but they really want hard limits in the second trimester. And they don't support it at all in the third trimester. So why he decided to, they decided to go this extreme, I don't know. And then this is a really weird platform to run on. You're basically saying you want to kill babies. You want to kill babies at nine months in the womb? You are killing a baby at, well, I mean, honestly, at seven months you're killing a baby because they're viable after that point. But at eight months, that's a very viable baby. And at nine months, I mean, that's an infant. You should be teaching that kid how to talk when that kid is nine months in the in the womb. And most people just don't support any of this crap. Now, today you hear especially Elizabeth Warren, screaming about um, the filibuster. 
And this just show. I, I can't believe Elizabeth Warren is this stupid. I, I'm assured by a lot of people she's really not. But yesterday she was screaming about ending the filibuster like that was going to do something. And then you had the squad. You had Jayapal and and what's that other? Ilhan Omar walking over to the Senate to, to push him to pass this extreme measure. I got to tell you something. I think that the squad needs to realize that they are actually hurting the party more than they're helping. That there was no way anyone was going to pass this. This was just dumb. And it was a waste of time. And we've got so many things that are going wrong in this country that we can see the Democrats have their priorities all screwed up. And they're fighting amongst themselves. Hello, we are having a problem with baby formula in this country. We're having a food crisis. Shells are emptying. By the way, all that socialism. That's socialism. I, I hate to tell you, that's what socialism's like. My grandparents lived under socialism. My father lived under socialism. That's what that stuff is like. Empty shelves. I never thought I'd see it in the United States until Joe Biden took over. This is just a mess. It was a stupid vote. Not going to help him in the election. Definitely not going to help him in the election. Okay, this is this is just this next news cast actually came out yesterday, and this is actually a really sad story. And well, it's a sad report, and it holds a special place in my heart. I was never anti-drug legalization per se. I am now. And it's because, you know, my son died of heroin and methamphetamine. He supposedly OD'd. We're not really sure what happened to him to this day. Um, I mean, to this day, I still look at the autopsy report to try and figure it out, but I always come to that point where he's got tons of drugs in his system. Well, according to the Daily Wire, Data from the CDC's National Vital Statistics System for the year 2021 predicted that 107,622 Americans have died from drug overdoses. The data is not final and could be underreported because the data is not complete, but it would mark the largest number of Americans who have died from drug overdoses on record in a single year and an increase of about 15% from 2020 when 93,655 people died from drug overdoses. Overdose deaths have increased by about 50% since 2019, when around 72,000 people died of drug overdoses. Now, some more statistics to come. California led it with 11,704 predicted deaths. They want to make clear that that report says it's predicted. What a shock. California, which basically legalized heroin and methamphetamine and crack and every other drug. They don't, they don't arrest anyone. They have open space bazaars with this stuff. Florida came in second with 8,171 deaths. Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Texas Ohio is really ground zero for this thing, uh, for the Mexican drug cartels and for uh, uh, Purdue Pharma, which started saying, which said that the op opioids were not addictive. 5,000 
were predicted. California had uh, California led the overall year increases with 2,100 more deaths in 2021 than 2020. That's huge. That means that's what? What? What is that? That's 20%, 30% rise. And in terms of the overall, Alaska led it with a 75% rise in deaths. Which isn't that shocking because Alaska already has an alcohol problem because of their time discrepancies. Alaska has 24 hours, they spend a month 24 hours a day in darkness and they spend a month 24 hour days in light. So there is a lot of issues over there. Now, a lot of people are blaming the increase on the pandemic. And yeah, that's pretty much what caused it. Maritza Perez, the director of the National Affairs for the Drug Policy Alliance, she said, quote, the pandemic really upended so many people's lives, especially people already living at the margins. People lost their jobs. They were isolated. These are factors that increase the problematic drug use. That's all true. We need to remember this next time we have a pandemic, and there will be a next time. This is not something that, you know, they say this is the first pandemic in 100 years. No, this really isn't. We had we had pandemics in the last 20 years. SARS, um, bird flu, swine flu. We had them. They just didn't hit us as hard. They weren't as transmissible. But our the government's overreaction to the pandemic, which, by the way, started with Trump. I mean, Trump is not innocent here. But you're talking now. They say about 750 to a million people have died of the panda of the China virus. But now you're talking about 10 to 20 percent of people, probably closer to 20 percent of people died because of misery caused by the restrictions that were put on there. But this article skips a really important piece about the cause of. Uh, the spread and of the violence, uh, spread of the drug problem, it's illegal immigration. Most fentanyl in this country is coming over the border. Most people are not using Purdue Pharma's oxycotton or noxycodone. They're not using that anymore. China and Mexico are sending fentanyl over the border to get the drugs in this country. You know who knew that? President Trump. Now, he's getting a lot of crap for this, and I don't know why, because he didn't actually do anything. I personally would have loved him to do this. So, former Defense Secretary under Trump, Mark Esper, claims in his upcoming book, that should tell you something right there, that Trump on two occasions wanted to launch some Patriot missiles into Mexico to destroy the cartel's drug labs. The missiles could be launched secretly, and the United States could deny they did it, And Trump pointed that out. I don't know how you launch Patriot missiles from the United States. It's not detected. But Mexico isn't exactly a military superpower. Esper told Trump on multiple occasions, not a good idea. Well, two occasions. Esper said twice. Now, Esper was not a Donald Trump fan. According to the Daily Caller, quote, Esper also claims Trump is, quote, unprincipled person who given his self-interest, should not be the position, should not be in a position of public service, end quote. 
By the way, um, is stopping fentanyl from coming over the border in his own personal interest? I'm sorry, I don't remember any of Trump's family dying of fentanyl overdoses. It's a stupid statement. Esper allegedly considered resigning several times, but of course he didn't, but was allegedly worried that he would resign, that should he resign, he would be replaced by a pro-Trump loyalist, which Esper believed would be, an un, would be unfair to the American people. You know what's unfair to the American people? No one's doing anything about this. Now, usually I'm really skeptical about folks who have worked with Trump. Um, many don't like him because he's so brash. And so I usually take what they say with a grain of salt. Do I think Trump actually did this? The answer would be, I would bet a buffalo nickel that he did. Heck, I always thought we were going to have to do something about these drug cartels in Mexico. I have even said the best way to deal with them was go into Mexico militarily. Hopefully we can alert Mexican government so we don't piss them off too much, but I we we can do that on the basis we can walk into Mexico on the basis that the drug cartels are actually a clear and da- present danger to the United States. Wars have been started for less. With 107,000 people dying of drug overdoses, mostly coming over from Mexico via Mexican cartels and China, I think this argument would be pretty solid. Trump's idea might not have been the best, though I think it is, but at least he's acknowledging that there is a problem that is affecting American citizens, and he wants to protect American citizens. Do you right now see any politicians even acknowledging any of this? Because if you do, well, they'll acknowledge it, but they're not doing a damn thing about it. Okay, you're going to need to help me with the math here because I, I don't see it. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, probably the worst mayor in America today. I, I can't think of a mayor that's worse. Decided to throw her hat in the ring when it came to the abortion debate. She tweeted, To my friends in the LGBTQ plus community, The Supreme Court is coming for us next. This moment has to to be a call to arms. We will not surrender our rights without a fight. A fight to victory. Okay, there's some real problems with what she's saying. First off, um, Alito three times in his document sat back and said that they're not coming for anything. They're not coming for gay marriage. They're not coming for anything else. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll go a step further. I think gay marriage, gay marriage, is a super precedent. I don't think anyone's got. It, it's a crappy argument. All right, it is a crappy argument, but I do not see them going, going at it. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um. Also, Lori Lightfoot is a lesbian. What does she care about abortion? She can't get pregnant. What the, overall, what does the LGBTQ community have to do with Roe versus Wade? Most of them can't get pregnant. Even the trans people, they have effed up their bodies so badly, they can't get pregnant. They can't procreate at all. The other thing that trips me out about this, Lori Lightfoot is calling for a call to arms? Really? In Chicago? If I'm anti-abortion, and I am, I'll take that fight. 
If I'm anti-LGBTQ, and I mean agendas, because the LGBTQ is not, you know, I'm focusing on one gay person. It, it's the actual agenda of this group. I'll take that fight. I'll take them. I'll go for it. Chicago has the most restrictive gun laws in the country. The only people that have guns in Chicago are criminals. And I'm pretty sure they don't give a darn about abortion. I know I've cussed a couple times already. But what are, what are these people going to fight with? Sticks? But what's more important here is this is what the Democrats are doing. They're trying to conflate abortion with other with all the other economic and intersectional talking points available out there. The economy needs abortion. Janet Yellen said that the economy will be improved if we keep abortion. She said that. There was an MSNBC uh, guest that said the same thing. People of color need abortion. Of course, the black community hasn't had an increase in population since Roe versus Wade. So I kind of wonder how that's not racist. LGBTQ plus needs abortion. I don't know why. I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea why. I mean, if you're gay, you're not having a kid. If you're a transsexual, you've been taking hormones and crap. You're not having a kid. Okay, so I'm not really sure what their story is. But they're saying, oh, well, they're going to come after us next. They're going to ban gay marriage and stuff like None of that's going away. That's a Matter of fact, they've even, the, the court even said, yeah, we're not going to look at that. We don't care. This has nothing to do with Oberfeld versus whatever. Uh, so it's not going to happen, even though that was a crappy ruling. I mean, really crappy ruling. Gas prices need abortion. Inflation needs abortion. None of this stuff makes sense. The problem is the Democrats, they really think we're stupid. So they're counting on us just saying, yeah, it's okay. All right. This is a great story. I love this one. So Fox News released a list of some of the craziest college classes out there. So what I've done is I've decided that this was funny and I wanted to talk about it, but it's kind of not. So what I've done is I've taken that list and of course I've condensed it. There are some of these classes I, I kind of get. I mean, I'm going to tell you when I get it. But most of these classes, yeah, no, I don't get. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the actual class, the university is coming from, and then how much parents are paying for a year in that school. Okay, so let's go over these 15 because this is kind of cool. Okay, introduction to surfing. That's at Pepperdine University. Pepperdine University charges $58,000 a year. Is that what you want your kid learning? I don't know. Nature of Society, Beyonce, and Intersectionality. This is at Texas Christian University at $52,000 a year. Intersectionality is not a class. It's not even so, it, it, it's probably a sociology class, but that tells you how important sociology is if these guys are actually pushing intersectionality, because intersectionality is a. This is a great run from Cornell University, which charges $59,000 a year. Tree climbing. Tree climbing. 
um, arguing with Judge Judy and popular logic on TV judge shows. University of California, Berkeley charges $44,000 a year. Uh, Berkeley is a state school, so it's a little cheaper. It's really hard to get into. But I'm glad I made all, I, my kids made all that effort to get in there to learn about how to argue with Judge Judy. Nip, tuck, perm, pierce, tattoo, embalm. <coughs> Adventures with embodied cultures at Alfred University. So why it's a good thing probably to destroy your body with tattoos and piercings and all that weird crap? $35,000 a year. Harry Potter, Understanding Good versus Evil. That's at High Point University in High Point, North Carolina, $38,000. Now this one I don't mind too much, okay? Because good versus evil is actually the premise of a lot of books, um, from Star Wars all the way down, all the way up to, um, oh, what was that book? Uh, all the way up to, let's say, Inferno or the Divine Comedy, things like that. I don't mind this too much, but I have actually read the Harry Potter books, and as far as literature goes, they sucked. They were really bad as far as a literal document. Oh, uh, I, that's what it was. Paradise Lost. I just finished Paradise Lost. What a great book. It, that is the good versus evil, hero versus anti-hero, chaos versus order. I that's, that's the thing with Paradise Lost. That's what our kids should be studying. Not Harry Potter, which does have... And by the way, Harry Potter does cover... Evil, good versus evil. It does it very well. Star Wars covers good versus evil, but those aren't works of literature by any stretch of the imagination. I have done books about good versus evil. That is not good literature. I'm sorry. Okay, another one going viral, because that's what our kids need is to figure out how to go viral. By Montclair State University in Montclair State, New Jersey, uh, 21 thousand dollars a year. Now Montclair is thirteen to twenty one thousand a year. I am only gonna tell you about out of state because most people don't live in Montclair. No most people don't live in New Jersey. So twenty one thousand, okay. Dealing with dealing tactfully with difficult people. UCLA, forty three thousand dollars a year. I do want to point something out. Isn't that what high school is for? Isn't that what college... You Every class should teach you to deal with people tactfully. If you don't agree with someone's assessment, an open conversation means you deal with that person tactfully and the teacher is there to be the moderator. You don't need a class on this. Every class you should take should do this. So I've lost some uh, respect for UCLA. Um, cow to cone. Okay, this is exactly what it sounds like. It's how ice cream is produced. I'm not kidding you. Uh, I kind of get it. I mean, Penn State University, maybe it's the science of ice cream. I have no idea. But this is from Penn State University, $43,000 a year. I'm sorry, $36,000 a year. Clap for credit. So, I took a class, a music class in college called Classical Guitar. These guys, where I learned to play the guitar, right? No, these guys learned how to clap to music. 
It's called Music 113. University of Wisconsin-Madison, $39,000 a year. Failure. Clive Davis Institute at New York University's Tisch School of the Arts, $62,000 a year. Failure because if you are in, you are a graduate of the Clive Davis Institute at NYU's Tisch School of the Fine Arts, you're going to fail a lot. I guess they got to teach them that they're not that fantastic singer they thought they were. Lady Gaga and the Sociology of Fame. University of South Carolina, $34,000 a year. I Do I even need to? I mean, so first off, sociology isn't even a, a freaking, it's like, it, it's not even a freaking study. Uh, introduction to Puppetry, University of Connecticut, $41,000 a year. How about this one? How the Simpsons Saved American Literature, Hofstra University, $49,000 a year. The Simpsons did not save American literature because I can, set, I can sit a college student in front who did not take this class in front, and they will never get the references that the Simpsons made to literature. They wouldn't get it. Finally, serial murder. By the way, I would think this is a psychology class, and I would take this class. I, I don't know. I just put this in there because some of these classes, yeah, I think we could do this. Serial murder. High Point University, High Point, North Carolina, $38,000 a year. Again, the serial killer thing, I think that would be interesting. But here's the kicker. I can learn about serial killers by just reading books. I can read about Bundy. I can read about Gacy. I can read about Ramirez. I, I don't need to take a class on it. Matter of fact, I probably know more about serial killers by listening to my podcast that I listen to because I love true crime than I would from a class. So here's the question. Do you want to send your kid to a mechanic school where they actually learn how to be how they how to be a mechanic to earn money the second they're out? Or do you want to send your kids to these colleges where they're picking out crap like this? That's the question. And I don't think it's a honestly, I really don't think it's that hard of a question. Okay, the last story. So Madonna who is struggling to make money and gain attention in her old age, who looks like she's had enough plastic surgery to fix the fender of a F-150. Um, the 63-year-old singer has decided she is going to do something that's going to really stick her out. According to the New York Post... The 63-year-old singer teamed up with a non-fungible token extraordinaire, Beeple, to create a series of X-rated graphics showing her fully nude and giving birth to butterflies, insects, and trees. Called the Mother of Creation, the NFT collection, which will be sold for charity, also includes a 3D model of Madonna's vagina, which is on full display in cartoon form on the collection's highly... Don't, and they tell you, don't say we didn't warn you, not safe for work website. 
Now, you might be asking yourself, what is an NFT? Okay, it stands for non-fungible token, and it is a unique digital asset that cannot be copied completely, and there's only one. Basically, it's a piece of, quote, artwork, end quote, because a lot of these NFTs are just crap, um, that is unique, and its uniqueness is determined by an encryption token built within it. It's hard to believe that someone could go into Photoshop and create a picture that someone would pay good money for, but there are. There was one NFT picture that 23,000 people bought. It sold for around $91 million. So whoever created that, pretty freaking rich. Anyway, Madonna made three NFT videos with her naked and flashing her cooch all over the place. One was called Mother of Creation, where a tree grows out of her cooch. One was called the Mother of Evolution, where butterflies fly out of her cooch. And one is called Mother of Technology, and this was the weirdest one, where robot worms crawl out of her cooch. Now, if you know anything about Madonna, like Madonna was big when I was young, in the 1980s. And she was far older than I was. She was 10 years older than I was in the 1980s. You know that this broad flashed her cooch everywhere. She basically screwed anyone she could get a hold of. So the a, an NFT that shows worms and butterflies flying out, and you got to assume those butterflies were in larvae form, and that flying out of her cooch, probably not a good look. All right? So anyway... Um, whatever i we're gonna here's an example of one of her videos in audio form you're gonna have to go to i I, i'm not gonna do a video on this because it's i don't even know it's legal here she is in one of them i think it is the mother of technology listen in my hallucination i saw my beloved's flower garden in my vertigo in my dizziness in my drunken haze, whirling and dancing like a spinning wheel. I saw myself as the source of existence. I was there in the beginning, and I was the spirit of love. Now I am sober. There is only the hangover and the memory of love, and only sorrow. I yearn for happiness. I ask for help. I want mercy. And my love says, look at me and hear me, because I am here just for that. Yeah, it's all crap. But someone's going to pay for it. I mean, at least it's going to charity. I, I have no problem with that. Uh, but... If it's going, if the money is going to go to charity, it just shows how desperate Madonna is for attention. And Madonna is constantly on social media showing, she's at her concerts showing her boobs. Dude, you're 63 years old. No one's interested in that crap anymore. But she continues to do that stuff. But that's not what's important here. It also shows how stupid people are that they'll buy this crap. You know, they'll buy crap 
of a 63-year-old woman's cooch spouting who's... By the way, that's seen more action than Tom Brady. That's going to spout a tree, butterflies, and worms. They think this is art. Now, I'll tell you what. You know what's really stupid? I On my cell phone, I went to Beeble, and I screenshotted the entire thing. I actually recorded it on my phone. Just so that when I find out how much these idiots paid for the crap, to say, okay, well, yeah, I've got a copy of it here. And by the way, there's a pretty big difference between, let's say, a Picasso and the crap that I have on my phone. There's a big difference. I would love an original Picasso because I don't need a I don't need a token. The reality is my screenshot is the same quality as what she's going to sell these 3 NFTs for a million dollars a piece. Now, if you buy a Picasso, it's perfect. It's it's by him. It's by his hand. You can prove that. And you don't need a freaking token. God, people are dumb. I, I don't I don't get it. And by the way, I, I, I love I love, you know, cryptocurrency and things like that. I, I, I don't get it completely. But this is crap. And I don't understand why everyone's buying it. Okay, so I hope you all have a great weekend. I'm going to Los Angeles to visit my grandkids. Um, I hope you have a great weekend. Visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I am going to do a video tomorrow. Uh, so you can watch a video. We're going to take a look at how crazy all these people are. I actually, The good news with the videos, I actually have like four or five videos planned out. I just have to have the time to make them. Um... Thank you for listening. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.